I love that for us. Yes. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Pull the Plug Podcast with myself, Mrs. Godzilla. And me, Justin G. Myself, Justin Briner. And me, Sarah M. Woo! Justin G is just over here giggling. He can't keep his composure. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so happy to see you guys, you know? <laughs> me too. I just can't help it's it. It's a nice, nice break, you know, from reality. <laughs> it from reality, really is. Yeah. From the reality of also staring at computer screens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, 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 speaking yeah. of computer screens, that's an unintentional uh, segue, but that's pretty good. Well I done. I'm I'm just a professional. Uh, I got a I got a fun little story uh, from Engadget.com. Okay. About a uh, a new project that Pornhub has started. Oh, we're all in for this. Oh. I know we all love the hub. We've right? we've missed them. We haven't chatted about them in quite some time. I know. <laughs> I haven't watched them in a while. No, <laughs> that's a lie. That's a full blown lie. I was gonna say my link keeps getting clicked, so I don't right. know. <laughs> Somebody's watching. Someone's watching. I thought that was a private share, but uh, they have delved. <laughs> Brian, I got Brian. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Pornhub has delved into the past to remaster some of the oldest erotic movies in existence. Oh Did they have God. a master in quotes? What's that? Sorry, never mind. Keep going. They. Uh, <laughs> The remastered project, uh, and there is a link. The link will be in the show notes to this story. Um, but the link is, if you click on it, it will lead to some some very not safe for work images. Nice. Obviously, oh, okay. Yes, I did click on it earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this project, it used AI to restore and colorize basically erotic films from as far back as 125 years ago. Oh. Okay. What? Who yeah. has those on demand? <laughs> the uh, the article states the porn giant harnessed machine learning and 100,000 adult images and videos to teach the AI how to colorize the films. So they take what? a look at how skin is shaded and in different areas and stuff like that. And you find... We finally found a great use for AI. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, several algorithms were used to restore the films with, quote, limited human intervention. According to Pornhub, the process started by reducing noise and sharpening and contrasting images. The videos were boosted to run in 4K at 60 frames per second. What? And audio was either remastered or a new soundtrack was added as like a recreation of that of the soundtrack. Wow. Uh, this is a great sentence from Engadget, and I'm going to read it verbatim. The titillating movies that Pornhub has restored <laughs> include The Kiss from 1896, which fe featured the first kiss captured on camera. Uh, fun fact, the uh, eight, this is an, it's an 18-second movie, and it was distributed by a holding company for Thomas Edison's manufacturing firms, and Por Pornhub says it was denounced and as shocking and obscene to viewers at the time. To wow. see two people kiss. That is crazy. Wow. Now we eat each other's butts. <laughs> I know. On camera. <laughs> on they camera. did it at the time. <laughs> yeah, they did it at the time. They just didn't film it. Well. The, uh, the Library of 20 Scenes also includes an 1897 short from legendary filmmaker uh, Georges Mellet called After the Ball, which includes simulated nudity. <gasps> so, you know, if you're watching, you know, simulated. if you're into watching like threesomes or kinky cosplay in the right. 20s in 4K. <laughs> 4K. Uh, I'm gonna That's click on the link so right now. This is not beneficial for anybody, science, <laughs> except for us four right now. What do you What do you think simulated nudity is? Like, do you think she took her know. top off and then she had like an undergarment on that had nipples drawn on it? 
<laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, that's probably it. So this, it's like this very kind of cool. I'm going to show the. Okay, let me see first. this. So it's this kind of really cool interactive web page. That you can okay. Swipe through and you go through like the different eras and decades. And oh shit! Like oh my god! Wow. But there's there's <laughs> way there's, more detailed. Than there's a nude photo from 1905. Holy! That time. I feel like I've actually seen um a lot of these before. And bear with me on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because we uh, are uh, in my in my early days, in my youth, if you will, um, <laughs> I, I ended up in Amsterdam at the Sex Museum and it had a lot of um, nudity through the ages, like pornography through through the decades, right. through the centuries. And there was a lot of stuff that I wish I hadn't seen, um, but it's like fascinating what? nonetheless. Well, um, like actually, yeah, one, see, one in particular, Briner, that I think you'll dislike as much as I did. Okay. Um, there was an entire room on bestiality um, <gasps> at, oh. in pornography. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't enjoy that. Um, and there was a woman pleasuring herself with a snake going inside her. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm glad you asked. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really don't like memory. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, a lot of these images actually quite look familiar. <laughs> So people have been fucked for a long time. Oh yeah, very long time. Very long time. That's yeah. and that's what's fascinating is not only have been people have people you know been fucking for a while. Yeah, a while. They've been filming it. They've been a filming lot. it. They've been taking photos of it because people want to see it. People love seeing naked people. People love sex. And people love seeing people fucking. It, it, it's because so many people are way better looking than we are. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. well that's a fact, right? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you want to take a look at uh, at that article as well as a link to that Pornhub uh, project, which yeah, it's not safe for work, but it's also photos from the twenties, like you know. But there are videos again. <laughs> it's the video stuff that's really just, fascinating. That baffles me. Yeah, yeah. Links uh, links to all that stuff in the show notes as well as anything tonight on Pull the Plug. Let's talk about what's coming up on tonight's Pull Let's. the Plug. Sure. Um, you've got a rank or a tanker time. I do. Pretty slow time. Um, huh? I think you'll do all right. No, nope, we won't. <laughs> Ranker, tanker. Hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, we've got a, a special guest coming up later tonight. Yeah, we do. Pretty jazzed Very on excited for this segment. Shannon's got a uh, another BuzzFeed something or other. Something or other. And <laughs> we are going to be making uh, another one of our patented pull-the-plug playlists. It's a little bit of a twist, though, on this one. This is going to be kind of, this is going to be a fun topic. So I'm yeah, it is. Jazzed to get into that. So all of that, plus some great acoustic music coming away tonight here on Pull the Plug. If you want to stay up to date with anything Pull the Plug related, head on over to that website. P2Bpodcast.com. So I was digging through our show notes um, from actually a couple of years ago. Ooh. And I stumbled back. across this tune that Sarah M did. <gasps> and I hadn't Apparently. heard it in a very long time. I couldn't even place it. And then I played it and I was like, holy shit, this is great. So Aww. this is Sarah M doing Jumper by Third Eye Blind here on PTP Podcast. Step back from that ledge, my friend You could cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in And if you do not want to say me again I will understand I will understand Say nice sing over a secret 
Jumper, that's our very own Sarah M. What a talented. What a fucking cover. Oh, wow. Did Did anyone know this? I've never known that. No. No, I first time here. Absolutely blown away. I didn't even know this. (laughs) I I didn't. (laughs) That's in my sleep or something. Oh, shit. Well done. But for our first segment, we're going to open with a hot ranker. Oh, boy. Look. That sounds sexy. Well. 
Sounds like I'm about to get it on my chest. And you might, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, it's not your birthday yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got a ways yet. Yeah. Now you know my wish list. <laughs> Look, I I gotta say, uh, last week we did not impress. Let's put it that. Oh, way. that was so bad. It was pretty fucking. T- and look, I edited that shit. Yeah. And it was em- it was embarrassing to edit. Like I was like, you're oh, like, God w- damn it. You probably just wish you could have just cut the whole segment. I can. I contemplated. It. I was just yeah. like, should I save myself from this? I'm like, no. The people deserve the to hear. People it. deserve yeah. it. They didn't want it, but they deserve they it. They didn't want it. Goddamn, people deserved it. So oh, maybe we can try to redeem ourselves, and one of us can actually win. I think you'll win this one. <laughs> okay, not you specifically, but oh, okay, I think yeah. That as a team, it can be one. You always have okay. such high hopes for us. I Jay. do because I don't know why. I, I mean, <laughs> we've not proven ourselves. Yeah, the you facts think you are learned not your there. lesson. So this week, people. The best Disney animated movies of all time. Oh shit, son! Okay, you think I, you can do this? Okay. I think I think we're all gonna this do is, pretty good. I think you I, you all did. You all can do very well at this. I think. I think Shannon might take it this week, guys. I don't, oh. but okay. Oh shit! Here we go. Uh, all right. Who won Ryder... last week? Did, <laughs> did anyone? I win? don't remember. You gave up, right? Yeah, it was a tie. I think, I think between me and Sarah. Yeah, you each had four. Yes, oh, I'm like right. That. Yeah, that's right. I continued to have zero. Okay, Shannon, you go first then, because <laughs> yeah, you Shannon failed so go. miserably last week. <laughs> okay, uh, this one's got to be in there. The Lion King. Yeah. That's only number one on the All list. Right. All right, yeah, coming in hot. Coming okay. in hot. Of course, yeah. Told you it was a hot ranker. Holy crap! Okay. All over your chest. All over. Okay. Your chest. All over. Sarah, I'm coming in hot with The Little Mermaid. Oh, mermaid. That's number five on our list Ooh. here. We'll do top 15 because I think it's doable. Okay. All right. Um, Tarzan. <laughs> That's out of left field. I, fuck, I didn't you, like, expect you, that. No. Tarzan's legit. Bill Collins soundtrack, though. I'm not disagreeing. But the list did. It's not <gasps> top 15. Bullshit. Wow. Okay. I don't think I don't anticipate me doing very well at this. No. I'm 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 a Oh, I, I enjoy Disney, but I, I mean know. it's whatever. But anyway. Uh Cinderella. Cinderella. You know, this was one that I thought was going to be there, but it's not. Okay. It's not okay. in our top 15, yeah. Wow. Sarah. Coming in hot with Beauty and the Beast. That's Ooh. number 4 on the oh, list. Nice. Really? Uh, yeah. Nice. I don't uh, know if I'd it... put it at number 4 in my list. Whoa. I'm just just a personal thing. Would you put it? Don't have to kill me over here. I actually would. I would put it in my top five. It's a top fiver for me too. I would not. Uh, Hercules. (laughs) That is that's my number one. one. That's That's my personal number one. If this isn't on the list, man, I'm gonna fucking shoot someone. (laughs) You want to buy a sundial? (laughs) (laughs) Want to buy a sundial? That's number seventeen. Fuck that shit. Which hey, is a bit not. bullshit. Can I, it's a bit bullshit. Excited. Can I give can I give credit? Yeah, the best one of the best adult based Disney uh jokes is someone call IXII. Yes, yes. Is yeah. the one of the best yeah, adult Disney that's jokes. Solid. My it's mom so still funny. quotes it to this day. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Funny. That's incredible. Yeah, that's solid. Uh Aladdin. Ooh, that's yeah. a fucking good one. It's number three on our list. Wow. I was gonna I was gonna have a free I thought you were gonna movie. lose it. Okay, so not doing so hot here, but anyway. It's all right. Okay. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. 
I don't think Jim Carrey's Disney. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if he has a Disney there. movie. Uh, which is uh, odd, kind of. What, I would think. Yeah. Um, Bruce Almighty type of stuff? That, or Yeah. Yeah, was that Disney? No, that was uh, no. DreamWorks. DreamWorks uh, There's a lot of penguins. Yeah, because he pulls down it. the moon shit. Oh, and right. And You're right. Oh, yeah. I think that was the closest we got. <laughs> I would I would love a Jim Carrey animated movie. Oh, yes. yeah. Like a Disney movie. I think he'd oh, my just God, yeah. kill That'd it. That'd be amazing. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to go a little uh, modern and say The Princess and the Frog. Interesting. Hmm. It's not in the top, though. I like how you're going modern, though. So well, that's I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah. That actually that triggered. Uh, it's not modern, but I'm going with some of them that are in my head because they'll go away soon in sure. my head. <laughs> um, Snow White, oh, not yeah. in the top fifty. What? Whoa, oh, that's boy. some nonsense. Oh boy, that's crazy. Wasn't that the first guys? Am yes. I a Disney movie yeah, like yes. in thirty-seven. Yeah, the, first, yeah. the full first full-length animated feature film. Yeah. Wow. I know Tarzan was a little left out, out of left field. Like and I'll and I'll I'll admit that. <laughs> I don't think it so, was though. I really Snow don't. White was meant But was... what the fuck? Like why am I guessing shit here? No. no. Snow White was actually gonna be my next guess until he said modern because no. now I'm going frozen. Frozen. Okay. Interesting guess. <laughs> I thought I saw it on here. I guess I didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, no Frozen. Well then, am I uh, wrong? Is that not Disney? That, that is. is you're I'm, right. I'm pretty okay. sure it is. Yeah. It's not. Right. It's not Pixar, right? It's Disney because they are different. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's like it's Disney, Disney animation and Pixar. This is a bit of everything. Oh, okay. Wow, that changes right. the game. Changes the now? game. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah, ready to fight. Now. Yeah, now that we've confirmed it's a bit of everything. Bit of everything. Um, I just want to say and see if it's on there, Sleeping Beauty. It's not. Okay. It's not on there. I think I know Justin's I next guess. I swear to Christ. Uh-oh. I'll quit. Pull the plug. Oh, my God. Toy Story. Yeah, there that go. is number two on yeah. our list. Wow, number I'll two. Quit, pull the plug. Thank God we dodged that bullet. Wow, yeah, no <laughs> yeah. kidding. Yeah, you guys went fucked. We would have been real fucked. My okay. next guess is Moana. Ooh. Number six is yeah. Moana. Nice. That's such a fucking good movie. Yeah, that really is. I agree. I've never seen it. Oh, it's actually, good. Brander, you would dig it. It's, it's pretty good, man. Uh, it's got the Dwayne Rock. Johnson, right? Yeah. yeah. I the mean, Rock is so come good. On. Yeah. Rock's great. Um, you guys are doing well. Rapunzel. Not in the top. Mulan. Damn it, that was my next oh, guess. Yeah. I was literally saying in my head, don't say Mulan. Don't say <laughs> Mulan. <laughs> That's number 10. Yes. On the list. Mm. Can, sorry, before Shannon guesses, sure. can we also celebrate the fact that Shannon has gotten some? Can wow. We just... Pretty proud Shannon's of myself, guys. She might not win. She Maybe she will. That's okay. She's <laughs> but got she, some guesses. She got some. She's got on some the board. In. Got some points. Uh, okay. The Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Not in the top 15. Mm. Okay. Okay. See, mm. that's an underrated one. I yeah, really, really like is. that movie. Really is. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Tarzan's number twenty, by the way. Oh. So you're not too far off. Okay. That's, all right. Top twenty. Um, is, is Monsters Inc. on there? Monsters Inc. She says. <laughs> <laughs> number eight is Monsters Whoa, Inc. Oh, nice. That Mike one wasn't even on my radar. Uh, Cars. Oh my God! You keep taking my guesses. Oh. Sucked in, dickhead. Cars is not in the top 15. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. Am I, I the only person that didn't enjoy that? 
No, I loved it. I loved it so much. The I first one was good. Did I did not like it. the second or third one, though. So, Sarah, did you like that one? I have never seen it, and thus, really? no, I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it? You never. I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> um, Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon is nowhere near the top 50. Yeah, okay. nuts. That's the... a fantastic movie. It is a good movie. Is it? It's shout so, out! Shout it's, out! It's a Pete pretty Street. good movie. I, what do you? I got some sentimental to that. Fucking yeah. good, you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, I am fighting you on that one. Uh, up. Up. Great. That is such Great a guess. goddamn good movie. That's number thirteen. Wow. Made the list. Uh, Wally. 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 <laughs> is that what he sounded like? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Wally is number 19. I'm going to fucking Ooh. shit on this table. <laughs> wow. You are so angry tonight. <laughs> I love I'm, it. I don't know why. I'm, I'm having a visceral reaction to not kidding it's me. It's the so. Disney thing. Yeah. That's weird. Because you want to uh, think you know everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 101 Dalmatians. Not in our top 15. So can you tell us, are they leaning more modern? You guys have been doing pretty well with the modern. <laughs> okay so yes all right. uh maybe maybe do we want to do a bit of a call out free-for-all let's do a call out free-for-all okay, yeah yeah throw Spit some at fire me. around throw some at me hunchback of notre dame oh that's is that not your favorite movie that is one of my favorite disney films little hellfire yeah uh it's not in the top 15 uh coco coco not in the top um going uh not animation, Mighty Ducks. Interesting. Oh, it says animating. Oh, it did say animated. Yeah, Interesting animated. choice. However, yeah, but there is an animated Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh, oh, was, I, I. <laughs> she knew that. that, and that's not what I was okay. guessing. Well, it's not in the top. 50, okay, but there is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Soul. Oh, Soul. Great movie. That's not in the top though. Hmm. It um, A Bug's Life. Oh, I love that movie. That's such so a good, good movie. That is, that is an underrated <laughs> Pixar yeah, really film. Is. See, that would be in my top five, I would think, but it's not even in the top 15. Huh. What do we even have? Yeah, you want to recap? Let's do it. Okay. Number 15, we do not have. Number 14, we don't have. Number 13 is up. Number 12, we don't have. Number 11, we don't have. Wow. Number 10 is Mulan. Number 9, we don't have. Eight is Monsters, Inc. Seven, we don't have. Six is Moana. Uh, number five is The Little Mermaid. Number four, Beauty and the Beast. Three, Aladdin. Two, Toy Story. And one, The Lion King. Fantasia. Uh, oh. Not in the top 15. Uh, brave. Not in the top 15. Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2. That's 11. On our Toy list. Story 3. <laughs> That's number 15. Toy Story of 4. Of course it is. <laughs> That's number 14. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh Wait, yeah, it is. Four, 4 is rated higher than 3? That's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, also agree. Also huh. agree. Like, 4 is great, but... So Toy Story made up four of the 15. It made four of okay. them. They are very okay. great movies, though. No, I agree. I agree. I wouldn't put all four in my top, but hey. Wow. The Black Cauldron. Okay. <laughs> no. The Sword, Sword the Stone. The stone. <laughs> <laughs> Not in our top 15. Fantasia 2000. 
<laughs> God damn it. Robin Hood. Not in the top. Oh, Robin Hood. That's, That's a, a great good movie. Fox and the Hound. What a oh sad movie. Bambi. I was hey, just going he, He's not even looking. I know. He's like, <laughs> Sorry, are we not playing those. anymore? Oh, they're none not on those. there. He just knows. <laughs> are we not playing anymore? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number twelve and number nine. Is that all we're missing? And number seven, I think. Oh wow! Okay, we're missing three guys. That's pretty good. This team effort here, team effort. I'm not winning, so I'm just I'm just hoping (laughs) to round out this list at this point. Um, a Christmas Carol. (laughs) What did you say? Aladdin two. Aladdin two. Return of Jafar. I actually love that movie. I do too. It would be really good. Uh, Land Before Time. I don't think that's a Disney flick. I don't think no? it's Disney. Brave no. Little Toaster. That is, but I, it's not in the top fifteen. Okay. Sarah oh. laughs. That's a great fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, can you give us a hint for any of that? Like, sure, any hint? sure. The last three movies are all from two thousand and up. Uh, Tangled. Tangled. That's number nine on our list. That is definitely what I meant when I said Rapunzel. <laughs> I think there is a Rapunzel movie, though, is there not? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just just saying it's it's definitely called Tangled. That's You're funny. Right. I had no idea. Um, two two really big names. How to Train Your Dragon. No, that's DreamWorks. Damn it. Justin's the expert over here on animation studios. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this one will go, but The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. It is not in the top 15, though. No, no that, that's cool. Cars 2? I don't know. <laughs> no Cars films. There's no Cars. No. Okay. All right, Any all right. sequels? Boy, boycott. Pardon me? Any sequels? No. Okay. No sequels. These are first oh. editions. First editions. Um, some big, big movies that you're missing here. Oh man, this is gonna. Be, this is this is frustrating. Um, yeah, I keep going to the classics like Dumbo and. Uh, I don't. I'm I'm trying to think of like Pixar ones. Yeah, same. And I feel like we named them all. But if yeah, I feel like we've named most of them. <laughs> certainly most. Oh, listen to this. Okay, <laughs> certainly most. Okay, thank you. In, in my opinion, they're they're well, they're great movies. Um. Two very big movies. Come on, guys. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, hmm. Winnie the Pooh? I know it's not modern, but... <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, bother. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yes, you do. I do? You do. <laughs> I think that's what's frustrating. Is it, like Obviously, we know them. Like, that's, in like, that's what's... Pretty recent. I think it's recent. One's for sure had a recent sequel to it. Um, the other sequel Russell was in Ralph? 2016. Ralph. Ralph. Russell. Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, that's what it is. Wreck-It Ralph. It is not. Mm. <laughs> oh, 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 I've got it. I've you, got you it. You have it? <laughs> Damn it. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> you don't talk have it. Out. Talk, it, talk it out, Sarah. Okay, okay. Talk I'm going to talk it out. It's a team, right? Um, it's a team. Um, it's about feelings. It's the movie about feelings. Inside Out. Yeah, Inside Out. Oh, interesting guess. It's not. It's not. Oh my god! (laughs) Damn it! Oh, that's that's disheartening. (laughs) Disheartening. Oh, come on, guys. 
I think I'm ready to wave the flag. I don't yeah. know. I fucking this. Give I'm up. kind of at my brain's limit now. I hate you all. Yeah, well, we hate you too. <laughs> I know. I, it's mutual. It's mutual. All right. You guys suck. I'll give you the top 15. We got Toy Story 3 is at 15. Number 14 is Toy Story 4. Number 13 is up. Number 12, people. And you're going to kick mm. yourself for this one. Okay. Oh, no. Just came out with a sequel, I think, like last year. The Incredibles. Oh. Oh, yeah. We dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that movie. I'm deflated now. <laughs> that was a really good movie. Oh, and the shit. second one was really good. The second yeah. one was actually really good, too. Uh, <laughs> number 11, we got Toy Story 2. 10 is Mulan. Number 9 is Tangled. Number 8, Monsters, Inc. Number 7. Yeah. Really surprised no one no one got this one. Finding Nemo. Oh, oh shit. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot totally about that forgot one. About Finding forgot Nemo. About that one. That's a great movie. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Number six, we got Moana. Number five, Little Mermaid. Four Beauty and the Beast. Three Aladdin. Two is Toy Story. And of course, number one is The Lion King. So, um, well, I got what's our tally? I got three. Uh, Sarah got four, and Shannon got six. Oh, mama's back, coming away the champ. Didn't I call that shit? Taking it on the chest, coming away the champ. How are you now? (laughs) Uh, links to that ranker if you want to see more of the list in the show notes over at the website, p2bpodcast.com. What do you guys have? Sorry, do you guys have like a top Disney flick? Hercules, okay, absolutely, yeah, you said that. hands down. Uh, for me, uh, it's, for me, it's like two divisions. It's like dis, like animation, like uh, like cartoon animation, and then like Pixar stuff. Okay, for me, like it's Aladdin. I love Aladdin so. But then so also much. Toy Story, and then probably Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy Story that. just hits me right in the feels. Yeah, yeah it's a solid Sarah. I loved Aladdin too growing up, and I really love The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and um, I do like Pocahontas. Yeah, you I love Pocahontas. Oh, I don't Pocahontas. know. It's just I just do. I know. I it was always a favorite music. of mine too. I yeah. had her really as a doll. I had her as a a Christmas ornament. I still Shit. have her as a Christmas ornament. So yep, the music. I just love the music. Right yep. on. I love it. That's fair. Very cool. Did anyone say Pocahontas while we were guests? No, which so. I'm kind we of didn't. surprised about. Yeah. That's really funny. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh let's do let's do a tune then. Let's do it, man. Some Trouble and Daughter. This one's called Rooftops on PTP Podcast. Cause for you I wanna do good For you I wanna do good I'm still young but getting older I wish my father would let go of his daughter Cause for you I wanna do good For you I wanna do good Stay your way 
misunderstood Let this rooftop be our bed If this is our home tonight Oh, you're misunderstood If I could, I would Let this rooftop be our bed Let this rooftop be our bed You're the fox, I'm the hound Let's run away, don't make a sound Cause for you I wanna do good For you I wanna do good You called my house, answered my father He said, this is son, don't you call my daughter Cause for you I wanna do good For you I wanna do good Say you're with your friends tonight If I could, I would I misunderstood Let this rooftop be our bed If this is our home tonight Oh, you're misunderstood If I could, I would Let this rooftop be our bed Let this rooftop be our bed If I could, I would I misunderstood Let this rooftop be Sorry, sir, she's made up her mind. Made up my mind. Made up my mind. Yes, I'm sorry, sir, she's made up her mind. Rooftops, that's Trouble and Daughter, and we're back here on PTP Podcast. And we are very excited to have a special guest on tonight's show. Big, warm PTP welcome for Danny Allen. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be What's on. What's Danny. Thank you. Ooh, so um, now uh, people may recognize your name that you've been on the show in the past. Now we've been around a while, which means you've also been around a while. Um, <laughs> we, we're guessing like maybe six-ish years ago you were on with your band Jukebox Romeos, and then a number of years ago you were then back on uh, to talk about your music therapy, which is super interesting. Yeah, actually, it's more like eight years, I think, because it was about Crazy. 2013 we went on with Jukebox Romeo. So, yeah, it's uh, it's great to be back on the show. I have enjoyed being on uh, both times, and it's uh, a show I've enjoyed since then. And, yeah, happy to be back. Amazing. Yeah, obviously, you enjoyed us enough that you keep coming back, so we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. And to a certain extent, uh, we're going to keep bringing you back that we're looking to have an ongoing feature featuring Danny Allen, which is super, super exciting. 
Um, and it all has to do with music therapy. So first and foremost, can you tell us a little bit about what music therapy is? Yeah, I guess we should explain why we're choosing to do music therapy as a segment. The reason why is because I am a music therapist. Um, it's my profession I've done for five years. Um, and we're going to be doing a recurring segment talking a little bit about about music therapy, um, specifically a few topics related to modern music therapy with uh, the pandemic, but also just uh, not so much about the history of the, the practice, but more just considerations about a practitioner and uh, some of the historical organizations involved, uh, considerations for practicing in Ontario, things that uh, a music therapist like myself uh, would have to do every day. So uh, I know one episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the changes that uh, music therapists have had to make because of the current uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Looking to talk a little bit about uh, some of the different methodologies in music therapy. There's many different approaches and uh, practices to how you can do. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution. Um, there's also numerous organizations like the Music Therapy Association of Ontario um, and the Canadian Association of Music Therapists, which I'm a member of both. I'm actually on the board of the uh, Music Therapy Association of Ontario, so I'm hoping wow. to do a little discussion about these organizations to explain sort of what they are, what their uh, message is, what their purpose is, and what our members do. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the history about myself, um, I, like I said, I'm a music therapist. I've been a certified and practicing music therapist for about five and a half years now. I got my certification in 2015. Um, I did my education at Wilfrid Laurie University in Waterloo, which is partly how I met everyone with this podcast, because yeah. during my student days, I was in uh, Jukebox Romeos, the band we mentioned earlier, and uh, it was great to have some exposure during that time. Um, in that time, got my degrees, uh, got my certification in music therapy, and uh, began my practice in London, Ontario, where I was living at the time, kind of splitting it between London and Kitchener-Waterloo, then moved back to Kitchener-Waterloo for a couple years, which was when I was on the second time during that mm-hmm. time there. And then during that time, did my master's degree also at Wilfrid Laurier University. Uh, and then upon uh, getting that degree, I ended up moving to where I am now, which is Whitby, on the other side of Toronto. And I, uh, before COVID, was practicing kind of all over that part of the province, Peterborough and Durham region and Lindsay and Port Hope and all that. And when the pandemic started, that all stopped because mm-hmm. they stopped kind of in-person recreation. I was in a lot of long-term care centers at the time and uh, wasn't really the place, wasn't, wasn't safe to do the sessions in person. No. So made a switch to an online platform. And I've been almost extensively online, actually um, completely online right now, have been since, uh, since Christmas and have been doing mostly online sessions now for 15 months. So it's been a major adjustment, but uh, it's been great to keep these sessions going and not only connect with people that I was seeing before the pandemic, but also uh, meet a lot of new faces and uh, clients and students and people to uh, offer music services to. So it's been definitely an adventure, but it's been an awesome (laughs) adventure and uh, it's been a great learning experience. Yeah. And I think especially mentioning the pandemic, I mean, while it's been a huge hardship for people that, one benefit that comes out of it, I mean, like you said, you're in Whippy, but suddenly an online platform, now you can have clients throughout the province that um, may not have been able, uh, may not have been accessible to you before, um, which is really exciting. And mm-hmm. I think the pandemic has also shone a lot of light on the fact that mental health should be a priority for people. Um, and uh, that goes hand in hand with therapy. And I think for our audiences, uh, they'll really resonate with the notion of music being the driving force behind that that healing power, which is really exciting. You're exactly right about the importance of, of therapies and services, support services during this time. And 
going on with the point about uh, working outside of my region, Shannon, it's, it's a very true point. I do have some clients in Halton and uh, Mississauga and other areas outside of Durham region, but other lessons with, with an increasing virtual practice and an increasing virtual world, it's opened up a lot of doors uh, to what you can do, but it's also brought up regulations and considerations that you didn't normally consider that are now important. So with the online uh, online sessions, you mentioned you could see somebody pretty much anywhere, and that is true to an extent, but you have to consider that regulations for music therapy in Canada are different than the United States, which are different than over in Europe. So you, you know, you, you can, but you can't, you have to make sure you have certifications now wherever you practice. So it, mm-hmm. It's not so much an issue provincially because music therapy is a federally regulated uh, profession. Mm-hmm. So generally for just music therapy proper, it's not a big deal, but when you get into uh, like a practice like music psychotherapy, which is kind of more of the like traditional talk therapy with, with your musical lens, then it does become an issue because um, some provinces you have to have extra certifications to do that. And some provinces, uh, none are required outside of your typical accreditation. So, um, there's considerations for that. And if you, you know, if you step outside your code of ethics, it, you know, it is a violation of those code of ethics. So you really have to be careful to make sure you're acting within, uh, those guidelines. If, if you are going to practice in the United States, you got to make sure you're certified to practice in the United States. You can't just rely on your Canadian certification wow. because it's only for Canada. And then, you know, other countries it's, uh, it's important to say with even online sessions, you know, with, with keeping healthcare information fully compliant, you have to make sure your platforms are fully compliant and mm-hmm. not only compliant, but compliant to Canadian privacy laws. Cause some, if it's an American company might just assume, Oh, it's you're good. Cause it's American laws, but it may not apply. So you have to kind of do your diligence, do your homework and make sure and cover your own backside, basically, and make sure you're all good. It is possible if you do your work, but it's just stuff that you, we never really thought like when this all started, it was, Oh, great. We can connect online to do this. And then you go, Oh, right. There's that. Oh, right. There's this. And <laughs> it's up to you to police that stuff because no one's going to do it for you. So you have right. to really make sure you're on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, clearly we all have a lot to learn about music therapy and I am so excited to have you on for this journey with us. So, yes. uh, recurring, recurring, I guess, as, as the episodes come, but, uh, uh, where can people find you online in the meantime? Well, you can find me. I have a website, uh, www.allenmusictherapy.ca. Allen is spelled A-L-L-E-N. And you can find me on Facebook as well by searching Allen Music Therapy. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to have you uh, uh, coming back as as a feature here on Pull the Plug. Before we let uh, Danny go, any other questions from the peanut gallery? calling me a peanut yeah <laughs> <laughs> a rude. uh no i'm good i'm i'm so super excited i'm really i'm really jazzed on the fact that we're we're doing this that we're lucky enough to 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 have danny be a part of this and and really focus on the mental health aspect which is it's 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 a big deal for everybody it's a particularly very big deal for me and i care a lot about it and mm-hmm. i think this is this is a really cool thing that we can potentially do to help out um our our listeners and and open up kind of a uh, further discussion on stuff like this. So I'm just super jazzed to have you, Danny. It's, this is going to be fun. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'm very grateful and privileged too to have this opportunity to talk about music therapy, something that is so important to me. It's it's something we were talking before we, we came on to record this this piece here that there's it's becoming more mainstream. It's becoming more knowledgeable, but a lot more work has to be done to just get the knowledge more mainstream, get it out there. And one thing I'm really... Um, big about with trying to be inclusive and open to everyone is trying to, you know, consider all, all, all people in the public, any, anybody, any kind of opportunity. We have to, you know, get kind of outside of our, 
our academic walls and, and get to the, we work with the public. We got to make sure people hear what we have to do. And I think there's a lot of knowledge inside our circle as music therapists, but not so much in the more mainstream society and something I'm really trying to push for is to get that knowledge out there. So um, I really hope that the listeners of this podcast uh, will enjoy what I have to say and hopefully learn something and maybe even consider music therapy for themselves or someone they love or a friend or family or yeah. Totally. Well, happy to do our part to help spread the word. Um, AllenMusicTherapy.ca. Um, excited to see where this goes and uh, super pumped to hear more. So thank you again, Danny, for coming on. Thank you so much. Happy to happy to be here. All right, Brenner, what do we got next? Got some Jake Dunning here. This one's called People on Pull the Plug Podcast. Or 
Dunning, that one's called People, and we're back here on Pull the Plug podcast with uh, another discussion. I am super excited for tonight's discussion. I, I can't wait to hear what everyone's pulled together. Yeah, this will be this will be a fun one. So we're making a, a playlist out of this, but it's going to be a little bit different. So I, I posed a question to the group. I kind of came up with this uh, like quite a while ago, but it's just been pushed down to the bottom of the list of topics. Mm-hmm. And this is your most like prized or... Uh, like prized media, you know, like whether it's a, a, a vinyl record or Blu-ray or a CD or like whatever it is, like your most prized music, not even music, prized media possession. Um, and it could be for whatever reason. It doesn't really matter why. Um, but I think everyone's got those few pieces of, of media that I think that is just a super dark uh, thing. But like if you, you know, if you had to run in, you know, once everybody is safe out of like your house that's on fire and you've mm-hmm. got to grab like one thing that's just like, I really care about this media, that's what you're going to grab. So that's kind of the sort of idea that this is, this is kind of based around. Yeah. I, I think it's super interesting. And I think, uh, Justin, because you posed the topic, why don't you get us uh, started tonight? Start. Um, so my, <laughs> my, uh, my first one is a, um, it's actually a CD. Um, okay. it, was one of the, it was one of my first CDs that I bought online. Mm. So that was kind of an interesting thing. Okay. Because um, I never, you know, I hadn't really bought a CD online. I bought music like through iTunes and stuff like that, but I hadn't bought a CD online. Yeah. It's not that there's really any difference. But the special thing about this is that this particular CD um, came with like an automatic, like kind of digital download of a bonus track that wasn't actually going to be on the CD. Okay. Um, and then got you access to like a pre order for the vinyl version of the album and then also came with this really cool uh kind of additional dvd on the cd or like mm. a separate in the in the packaging rather um that was like a behind the scenes stuff but it also contained a short film wow. and this album is the glass passenger from the from jack's mannequin right oh, uh, nice. this album I think this is one of my favorite albums of all time it's constantly in my like top three uh of like most played albums that i'll that i'll ever listen to yeah um but the the short film that that it came on on the DVD was a, 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 a short film called Choke California, and it was kind of a love letter about about this artist uh, Andrew McMahon, kind of going into the desert and and playing on this kind of little rinky dink piano. It was kind of like a memento to his his uncle that, and that's kind of where he first started playing piano. And I just love the story that kind of comes with that that music video or the short film rather. And I love that a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, and I love the record. So. This CD, again, it was the first CD I purchased online, I think. And I just, I really love everything about the the release. And as odd as it is that a CD would be on there, this is definitely one of them. And this is an example of one of the songs off that album. This is called The Resolution. There's a lot that I don't know. There's a lot that I'm still learning. But I think I'm letting go. Find my body, it's still burning. And you hold me down. And you 
Sarah, over to you. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So my one of my prized possessions, media-wise, is actually a painting. Now, this painting is by an artist um, whose name is Tim Francis, and I guess you can look him up, Gallery Fran- Gallery T Francis on Facebook. But this is from a long time ago. We're talking like circa 2013. He painted. He has this picture of. Um, James Street North Hamilton that he drew and I can show you guys a picture of it when um, you know and I I don't know I guess I can send it to Justin or something but basically the the painting reminds me of something that you might see in a a Renoir okay I don't want to talk I don't want to talk like I know everything about art history because (laughs) I don't but that's what it reminded me of because I was you know studying some art history at the time but more importantly this painting I bought it at an art crawl, one of um, Hamilton's art crawls that were really quite booming back in those days, um, you know, pre-COVID world, pre them, the art crawls becoming, you know, more popular than they ever were. So anyways, this painting is just means a lot to me for that reason. I even had him sign it and it was just, it just reminds me of being like young and in Hamilton and it becoming what it kind of is now and it's still growing to be something that I think is so cool. And so the song that I paired it with is by this band. Their name is Ash and Bloom. And I don't know if they're playing anymore, but they are also from Hamilton. And um, the song that this is called, it's called This Town. And it's actually about Hamilton. So essentially my, my painting and this song is like a love letter to the city that I just absolutely love. I have so much history with it myself. So um I adore yeah that. this song it's just when you hear the lyrics you know it's talking about um you know Hamilton and at least if you're from here you definitely know so I will put it on and if Math- Matthew McKenna is ever listening uh, shout out to him because I love this song and yeah so this town by Ash and Bloom <laughs> Upon the hill there's a park and a mall It's green in the summer and red in the fall Kids head for home when street lights come on There's a glow in the window and toys on the lawn Good nights all said, kiss on the cheek song just hits home for me um especially just talking about it being around this there's a feeling at that time there really was there really was a feeling in Hamilton of like oh my god it could be anybody agree with that like I know yeah, when we, wow. we first started hanging out and I'd come down to Hamilton there was something so special about especially the street you're referring to too like it was such a booming art like yeah what's the word I'm looking for just like I don't know arts and culture there was musicians so there was all the you could see all these you know, artists selling their work or inside shops. Yeah. And so many local shops. like venues. Yeah. Everything was starting to open up then. And uh, 
Yeah. So that would be one of the things that I would definitely take with me if I ever needed to grab something <laughs> treasured. Wow. Like that's that. a beautiful song, and I, I cannot wait to see the painting. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I will. I'll send it to you guys and, uh, yeah, show you what I think it looks like. I like the idea of pairing a song with a piece of art. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Like, I feel like that that's maybe a future topic. And I know, Sarah, you may have to double up on that. But, um, yeah, I feel like yeah. that's definitely a future topic yeah. for us. Yeah, definitely. For oh, sure. That was very cool. Cool. All right, Brian, on to you. Yeah. So um, mine's kind of a weird one. Um, love I love it. that. <laughs> Well, it's not what you like might think, like as in media, um, but it's created a lot of media. I'm I'm picking my Takamine guitar. Ooh, that I've, interesting. I've, Ooh, okay. I've had for oh, I don't know, probably like ever. Yeah, a very long Dawn time. time. I think I got it just when I got out got out of high school. I think so. I would have been. I've I've had it at least. 12 years now i think wow wow yeah. so you know there's just so much history and songwriting of so many songs that i've written um whether it be something solo that i've done or um, for my band or for different art projects that i've done throughout school or whatever it might yeah. be it's it's all started on that guitar right huh. um so it's just kind of, I think I'd be crazy to not pick it. Just, I mean, I know it's not necessarily, I guess it is an art piece in a sense, but um, yeah. it's it's certainly created a lot of art. Um, I love that. So I'll play uh, a tune that I created on it um, for the band. And this one's called Cities. So this is where it started out on the acoustic guitar and then it kind of went to the band aspect so a lot of stuff it's a lot of stuff starts there so yeah um, right on. important So that's just one of a million that I've just yeah. written over the last 12 years on that guitar, right? So it's just Well, a thousand and one thanks to that guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that like that would be the first thing that I would grab. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that's that's really special. That's a special thing. Yeah, it's it's a different type of media, but it's still it it's contributed and made a lot of media in the process. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely love that. Definitely that. Cool. Okay. Well, um, my first one is not nearly as sentimental or meaningful as either of yours. <laughs> That's all right. Um, <laughs> but it's just a really cool piece of media that I own. Um, so it comes. Oh, it's kind of ripped a little bit. So I obviously take really good care of it. Um, but it comes in this 
okay. crazy ba- black box sleeve. And you open it up, and it's from Coheed and Cambria. Oh. Uh, at the very back of it, and I, I apologize, it's missing some of the content because it's sitting in CD holders. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you open it up at the back, and we've got a live tour documentary, and then slots for CDs, which came with the regular CD. It came with uh, the Afterman As- uh, Ascension CD. Um, they were it was a, a, a CD of demos, the Afterman Descension CD, um, and then uh, another demos album. Uh, so four albums all together: the That's documentary it. DVD. And then it had this 78-page sort of coffee oh, wow. table book. Claudio Sanchez, the singer of Coheed, uh, he's written a lot of like graphic novels and comic books. So what he's done here is this massive coffee table book oh my that God. He, he then goes on to basically write a song-by-song experience for this concept album and it's like following the journey of each song with like beautiful illustrations wow. through it and he drew um, all these he uh, he did not draw oh. them uh, he worked with a comic book uh illustration company okay. that that drew them all but it's all his own wording um and whatnot and then in it based it on, the, end there. on the stories <laughs> and the concept album um it's he is he's a wild like he bleeds creativity wildly creative guy so one of the characters in his graphic novels is called Sirius Armory and in this you get this certificate where you get this award from Sirius Ar- Armory oh my god and it has this medallion what? <laughs> what the heck? so sick that's so With, this cool. is crazy yeah his face on the back <laughs> 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 which we'll have to post some photos of all of this shit yeah um yeah. And then it did not stop there because you also got um, a VIP tour uh, laminate, which uh, is sitting in our table. That they were touring the full um, first album, uh, cover to cover. And with this lanyard, you you were like a fan VIP, and you got in early to the concert where they opened for themselves, or well, they they played like a private like acoustic like five song show for the VIPs. And then they opened for themselves with a full acoustic, and then they played second blade tur- second blade turbine second sa- second stage turbine blade. Thank you. Um, <laughs> co- cover to cover. Um, oh, it was just such an unreal experience, and there was just so much creativity that went into this um, piece. I love this. It's just unreal. Um, so there were a number of um, like additions. Uh, uh, and I, I got one of the early ones. So That's so sick. I, Man, that is crazy. Yeah, I, I got a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, though. Oh, so then, after all of that, I'm going to play a song. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's uh, yeah, off of off of the, the album. Um, and it's called Goodnight, Fair Lady by Coheed and Cambria. Story to tell you a one slow decline. Well, a girl 
pretty solid. So, um, yeah, that, that was a lot. And uh, it was not necessarily sentimental aside from uh, my childhood giddiness. <laughs> and that's all right. That's valid, though. That is that's very valid. valid, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So there we have it. I like that. Holy shit. That's hard to follow, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I nerded out a little bit. There. I love that, though. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I'm going to continue on with the nerddom. Show. Um, so this is a... Um, I kind of just want to play the song first okay, and then we'll get into it. Sure. Um, Shannon, this will come as no surprise, probably to, to people who know me uh, very near and dear. Um, well, I'm just going to do it. I dare anybody to not be happy hearing that. Yeah, totally. Literally. <laughs> so charming I'm into and it. whimsical. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so classic. So that is that is the track called Concerning Hobbits <laughs> from uh, Howard Shore uh, from The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, the Lord of the Rings, by far, my favorite movie series, favorite book series. I am a ridiculously enamored fan. So I the... The media that I grabbed, this is just the first box set, but it's the Fellowship of the Ring box set. But this is the DVD version, and I grabbed the DVD version because, like, I have the Blu-ray version. It's better quality and all that shit. But the DVD version, and as I can um, – we'll, and again, we're going to try to take as many photos of these yeah. as we can to post them to wherever. But it just opens up into this yes. wonderfully beautiful <laughs> That's cool. thing. Yes. Um, one of the things that – the Lord of the Rings movies have really been kind of credited with is really caring about the fan experience, particularly behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. There is 30 hours, 40 hours per movie it's of behind the scenes. Absolutely stuff. ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And, and, and we've any, watched it all. <laughs> and I've watched that multiple numerous times. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as a you know and i 100 understand the, the notion of just like you know if you're not a massive fan of it or you can even be a fan of the movies but you don't want to take the time to watch that and that's understandable it seems crazy yeah but to me who is such a die hard fan of of the movies and the books the the fact that they put that amount of care into it is it it means a lot mm -hmm. like it you know like with shannon's like kind of coheed stuff like that's for a very specific sector of fans right yeah but that definitely. sector of fans cares so fucking much about that and yeah. that's really important um and so to kind of give back to the fans in that way and, and kind of respect them in that way i think is really cool so each movie has a box set like that it's fucking crazy wow. um and so it's funny i would probably again run in and grab the dvd versions before the blu-ray <laughs> because i have such an affinity for like that was yeah. my first experience with yeah, that and that's fair. i remember when like the the second movie the two towers box set extended edition came out i begged my mom because she was going to town like please look for this just please buy it please i want it <laughs> and she like please mama, please, please, mama. 
and she came home and she's she's just like she's like just super downtrodden and then surprises me with it and it was the greatest thing ever that's so um, cool Aww. so it was just i don't know those those movies mean a lot to me and i really like that box set, yeah so that's awesome I love have that. It. they uh mean a lot to a lot of people i know if you like if you were a Lord of the Rings fan, you know, you know, they had those box, those box sets, yeah. those extended oh, DVD yeah, versions yeah. and stuff. And everyone had them, you know. <laughs> well, I know you're a fan, too. Like, I'm sure you've seen that a million times. Oh, yeah, for sure. Done the marathons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it you never gets boring. I, I have to no. say, every time I watch it, it's always so interesting. Totally agree. Love that. Love that. Me, too. Yeah. Very good uh, to does everyone have another round? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to take a little note from you, Justin, and kind of drop a movie here because I'm a big movie <laughs> fan as well. Now, basically, I'm just going to shout out the movie Hook, uh, Steven oh, Spielberg's yes. Hook. That would be my like if I need to like take anything with me, I'm taking that movie. It's my favorite movie. Uh, of all time. <laughs> Shannon's Shannon. so happy right now. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thank you. So um, <laughs> it is my favorite movie for so many reasons. Um, you know, so I have it on DVD and yeah, like shit, I don't know where I'd be without that. That movie is like my go-to if I need to like watch something to cheer me up or I need to watch something oh. just to calm me down or I need to watch something to make me feel anything i put that movie on and not only do i love the movie and the story about it being you know peter about peter pan growing he's grown up now and he doesn't remember that he's peter pan and he has to go through this journey and with all these other meanings and whatever the music it really speaks to me i think the music is just so good by john williams so um without i don't really have a song you know you can look up john williams soundtrack hook and just listen to the whole thing Yeah. Yeah. That's I pretty solid. Yeah. We'll throw in a track here and, and, and put it into the playlist. But yeah, absolutely. That's an excellent call. Yeah. So. Um, and I don't know why per se, but the food fight scene in that movie, just no matter what age you are, it brings out your inner child. Yeah. And it just is such an inspiring moment to me. Yeah. It's so <laughs> pl- it's so playful though. It's like it is playful, yeah. The colors, too, of the food, which is so out of this world and only you can imagine. It just, it, it, I don't know. It's like imagination is so key at any age. Yes. And I also would like to just point out really quickly one of the uh, quotes that I find so endearing is the whole, I think J.M. Barry's line is that to live or to die would be an awfully great adventure. But I think in the hook, series the hook movie he flips it around and quotes says 
to live would be an awfully great adventure. And that's just like so interesting yeah. to me, like yeah. living like now, right near, right here. Like that's the adventure, not the after. So anyways, yeah. yeah. Love that movie. That's beautiful. I love that. Oh, I love so it great. so much. Great pick. <laughs> so sentimental. Uh, it's turning me on. You guys, are, you guys are mushy over there tonight. <laughs> turning me on. <laughs> I'm going to watch Hook tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it me? Yeah, man. Okay. Um, so for my next one, um, I have to pick an album. And the album is going to be the first vinyl that I've ever purchased. Ooh, that's, that's big. Very big. Because I, I think I'm sitting at, what am I sitting at now? Somewhere in the... 30 million? 30 million. <laughs> yeah, I checked your discogs. That checks out. Yeah. yeah. It's somewhere close to 300, I think I'm sitting at right now. Wow. But I wouldn't be at this point and this problem if it wasn't for this <laughs> <laughs> this album that... um that I that I bought on vinyl for the first time. Um, wow! And so the kind of the whole story of me really getting into vinyl was my, um, I think I was in about grade twelve or something, and we'd go over to my buddy's, and um, his dad had a record player there, and we'd always play his albums, and you know, get stoned and have some drinks, and he had all the classic albums. He had the Zeppelin and the Rush and the, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that absolutely got me hooked on it and yeah. we were kind of chatting one night and he said you know like I think I got an extra record player for you and I said oh what really Whoa. he said yeah like uh, next time I go to my camp or whatever I'll bring it down so he brought it down and it was this this old thing that I don't even know the brand name I think it was called like Lloyd or something and it was like <laughs> from like the 60s man like this thing was like <laughs> run through the hills like yeah. <laughs> it was intense um but it really turned me on to the the sound of vinyl and it was it was just when vinyl was starting to come back again so this would mm-hmm. have been in like 2008 or 9 when it was, it just started like happening again and you were seeing it in mm-hmm. record stores um so I went out and I searched the fuck for this first one and I was lucky enough to find it right away. Um, And this is, uh, the album I'm talking about is Gish by the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, This album has just always been, it was one of my introductions into them in general um, and becoming a huge fan. Um, So to find it and... uh, there's, it's just something. It's just so sentimental to me to have that first record that you ever bought, um, see your journey throughout all of the years, and uh, yeah, it would be. It would probably be my number one. Whether or not it's my number one listened to still now, probably not. But I would pick it over anything. So that's solid. I will. Uh, what song? Could be any song that I'll pick. Uh, all right, the song is called "I Am One."
that's the that's the first track on Gish, and I just remember listening to it for the first time on vinyl and just being like, "Wow, this this explodes!" Like, Such a sick song. Yeah. Just it's like, oh so yeah, so good. It just hits you so hard with drums right away, and yeah, yeah, funky bass, unreal. And, yeah, just so good. So Gish by the Pumpkins on vinyl. I would uh, I would die for that. <laughs> Amazing. I love that story. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Hearing like your origin story is fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Shandan. It's the last one here. Okay. Well, my next one here is one. Or no, sorry, your next one, not last well, one. Well, I mean, it could be my last one, but anyway. My next one here, uh, it's interesting because I, I just love when bands like Lord of the Rings did they put so much into it for the fans Mm -hmm. and they take you on a bit of an extended experience and paramore with brand new eyes tiny little box here oh yeah did just that so i'm gonna open it up that we've got some pretty unique shit going on (laughs) so they did a songbook replica of Haley williams going through and writing out her handwritten lyrics oh and drawings God. and stuff oh, wow. for songs. That's crazy. So they printed that for each um uh each set here. So it's just kind of a neat little replica. Yeah. Um when I I did like a meet and greet with them and this was something I took to have them all sign, oh, which that's, was oh, really that's awesome. cool. Sweet. Uh so in it we've also got ooh, whoops. I'm dropping shit. <laughs> um, Man down. We've we've got a little 45 of two acoustic tracks uh, with a little gnome on the yes. front, which is pretty sweet. What's the track? Um, Do you know? Uh, we've got uh, Ignorance and Where the Lines Overlap. Nice. The acoustic versions. Yeah. Nice. The acoustic versions of both. Sorry, and in the pocket of this notebook uh, at the front there, they've also got some shots from recording in studio, like some photo printouts. Oh, wow. I love that which is just really kind of neat. Um, and then a big poster. Uh, the Do you remember like in CD sleeves where they used to like print out the lyrics? Yes. Right? Yes. So they did like a CD <laughs> sleeve of like photos and like lyrics with like really cool typography. Um, I missed that. Oh, the thing that I, yeah. <laughs> the thing that I dropped, uh, the deluxe CD and the DVD uh, making the album documentary um, and just like some weird shit. Like they're playing like cocky basketball and ping pong and they do like a Paramore Cribs part one into like where they're <laughs> visiting people like their homes. And so just kind of a neat addition there. And then of course... The certificate of authenticity. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So, just kind of cool when when bands kind of go above and I beyond that. to do that. Know, yeah, that's such a, a neat thing. That's like, so fun. it makes you want that. Totally. Like, I want so this. to uh, to play off that that little forty five with the acoustic versions. Uh, I've got a little bit of the acoustic ignorance here for you guys. Nice. Ignorance is your new best friend. Ignorance is your new best friend. 
friend This is the best thing that could have happened Any longer and I wouldn't have made it It's not a war, no, it's not a rapture I'm just a person Yeah, so, and I, I just love the acoustic side of things because I think especially as Paramore went on they they really like hyper auto-tuned her oh, voice yeah, and they did. um I don't know when when I first saw Paramore I literally was 14 I think she's a year older than me like she was 15 and in, in this tiny small venue called the office in London Ontario oh, shit and um that was like the raw energy that I fell in love with this like redhead like just head banging across the stage type of thing and um so I think the acoustic stuff for them just really shows like her actual talent and, and the powerful vocals that she has before um, autotune took over. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> going to say like, wow, like listen to her voice. That's so good. I haven't heard that track, I think, since we were on radio. Yeah, totally. I remember you used to play that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah, big, big fan of theirs. And um, I think to a certain extent, I still am um i just i think it's kind of unfortunate the way that they felt that they had to kind of fit to the music yeah. industry mm-hmm. a little bit yeah um though i will say that their i think their latest album the like a few years ago that they really took like the 80s synth vibe um to the album mm-hmm. uh and that was a lot of fun like a lot of bands were doing that at the time um where like it was the summer of 80s synth again and that was fun <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah i don't know just a cool like cool that. piece i love that yeah i dig that i like that that's nice <sighs> final round here guys i got a doozy of oh, one no. this is a cool one uh i'm gonna i'm gonna show it okay. and, and again we're gonna be posting photos but yeah so have you guys ever heard shannon probably has because i've told her about it because we live together we live together and stuff um about the Voyager Gold record. Have you ever heard of it? No. I don't think so. Okay. So this, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it after I show you this. Okay. So this is the box that it comes in. What? So I got this for Christmas, I think, like last year or the year before. Okay. Last two years ago. And so I'm going to open up the box here. Does this weigh a lot? It looks like it weighs a lot. It's sizable. <laughs> She's hefty. Oh, Shannon's helping you hold it. <laughs> so there are there are three records. Okay. Um, that are a part of this, and they are gold colored, or I guess Ooh, yellow colored. Shiny. I love gold. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is the Voyager Golden Record kind of reproduction. So you can take a oh, look at wow. nice. that. Oh, look at that nice. color. Holy. Beautiful. Yes. But it also comes with this, uh, it also comes with this really kind of cool like record slip mat. Oh my God. I also really dig that really cool print as well as a photo book um, that kind of goes behind the history of this golden record, which I'll give kind of a very brief descriptor of. So it is, it's, thank you, Shannon. <laughs> thank you, Assistant Shannon. They are, um, there are two records um, that were included aboard uh the Voyager spacecraft that was launched back in 1977. Oh shit. So these records, they contain sounds and images selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth and are intended for any intelligent extraterrestrial life form who may find them. And the records, they're sort of like a, like a time capsule. So they're, Voyager 1 is like the next kind of constellation or star that it's going to intercept okay. in its trajectory. Yeah 
is in like 40,000 years. What <laughs> like it's the fuck? Holy eons shit. Eons away. Um, but they, they, they have these golden records on them and with instructions that are kind of carved into them that very scientifically showcase, one, how to play it, mm-hmm. um, but two, also our essentially position in the universe if you're going off of like star-based location and stuff like right. that so that this extraterrestrial life can actually find us. Wow. Um, what? It's a really, it, was, it was this really kind of cool thing that was, that was I guess, kind of put forth by um, a NASA committee that was chaired by Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have probably heard of Carl Sagan. And the selection content like uh, for the content took like almost a year because he wanted to really kind of portray like what life was on Earth. But again, because they're records, they contain sounds and and music and when i got this record um or this kind of record set it came with like mp3 mp3 downloads of of all this stuff and it's a lot of like classical music it's it's a lot of like music from around the world and and you know famous composers but it's not just like the standard like mozart and, and, and stuff like that like you have people on here from uh like some like bands and like tribal music from oh, like wow. the deepest you know regions of like africa and mm-hmm. stuff like that because it really showcases right. humanity um there's also a three and a half minute track that is just greetings in 55 different languages <laughs> there's four minutes of united nations greetings including whale songs <laughs> um there's a 12 minute track that is just sounds of earth so it's wow. rain it's light it's thunder it's oh, I love uh wind That's... going through the trees this like is the so best time yeah i was gonna say <laughs> it is it is such a beautiful collection of sounds and it's a really good kind of a, amalgamation of what music culture is on earth um it sounds like, sorry to interrupt, no, but no. it sounds like to me that this is the type of album or set of albums that you put on and you smoke. Yeah. And you just, you're like, oh, fuck, this is a whale song. Yeah. And wow. I am, I am part of the universe. Yeah. Sort of thing. You are one. We're going deep. Um, there's, there's like 31 tracks that are part of this. Um, you can still buy this online. It's, it's, it's fairly pricey. I got it as a gift. So, um, but it's 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 really kind of cool. It's worth checking out. It's worth reading more about the the Voyager record as well. I think it's a, it's really cool. But I chose a song from it that we all know that was included on this because you can't only just have classical music. It's not a good representation mm-hmm. of what music is on Earth. Um, so this is another track that was included on there. I love, I, love, I love that so much. <laughs> it really stands out <laughs> because there's a lot of songs on here like you can't I can't pronounce. Yeah. Like they're in languages I don't understand. Course, yeah. But then you just have you just have Chuck Berry on there. It's kind of fucking cool. So. Awesome. Fucking cool. That's man. fascinating. That I didn't know so anything cool. about that and now I'm like so intrigued. Yeah. I'm <laughs> look that up. Yeah, check check it out. Links links to some of that stuff uh, will be in the show notes as well cuz I really suggest checking that out. Yeah. Wow. So I could go grab this, but I'll just take pictures of it uh, and send it, you know, we'll post it. Um, my last 
my last pick is a record. Shocking. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's an important record to me because it introduced me to uh, Chicago Transit Authority. Um, my dad got me this record when he was visiting. I don't fucking know. Somewhere down south. I feel like it was Charlton. Charlton? I don't know. Point is, he got it for me. I had no idea. It's Chicago Transit Authority's first you know, debut album. Also so, just known as Chicago now. They're known as Chicago yeah. now, but the, the album I'm referring to, they were they were called Chicago Transit Authority yeah. and it's a self-titled album. Um, such a groovy soundtrack. That's I never heard album. anything like it when he bought it for me. He was just like, I picked this up for you and you need to listen to it because I love this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically fell in love with everything about that album and Chicago thereafter. And we got to see them live at the Budweiser stage. Um, oh. Yeah. A few years back yeah, with the Doobie brothers. And it was so sick i mean oh, it was amazing. just the horns and you know the musicality of it all is just so fucking cool so yeah um i'm gonna play um the song does any does anybody really know what time it is That sounds really freaking cool. It's so good. I love me a quality trumpet moment. Right? Oh, like yeah. that's Yeah, it's oh, so groovy. That is everything. The the record itself is so beat up and tattered and uh it's definitely lived a life prior to me having it and um damn, yeah, it, it definitely just is, I just fucking love it. I'd take that with me anywhere. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic pick. Thank you. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. All right, Briner. Um, so for my last one, I'm I'm kind of gonna piggyback off Sarah and do like a pairing with a song, I think. Mm. Nice. Um, so I have this. Uh, it's like a poster size of all of my concert stubs that I've ever been to. Yes. Yes. And I would absolutely go and grab that from a burning fire because there's just so <laughs> many memories. There's so many tucked into that frame yeah um that you know just so many signed tickets and so many like just just so many memories that mean so so much to me um like uh, like you guys i mean you i think you guys have like a table like that right we do yeah we are sitting at it currently nice yeah, yeah. so just <laughs> yeah. it's just so sentimental and it just means so so much to me um so the song I'm going to pick um, is by a band called The Reason. And um, it was one of the first songs that uh, I ever heard by them. And I was in high school and it was like one of those first like kind of like 
I don't know, I guess like kind of emo band kind of thing that it was just like, I got to go see these guys. Do you know what I mean? It was just like one of those <laughs> yeah. things. And I have this uh, ticket stub from, I don't know, it was like 2006 or something that I went to go see them and boys night out together. And it was yeah. just like such a cool, cool moment. And um, yeah, so I'll, I'll play a little bit of the first song that I ever heard by them. It's called All I've Ever Wanted. honestly can say without going to this show i don't know if i would would have seen as many shows as i've seen wow. in my life because it was just like one of those moments where it was just like i never really been to shows before and it was like okay yeah. yeah let's just go to this show on a limb and i just went with some friends and it was just like one of those moments it's just like i just want to see everything I just want to. That's um, amazing. Do you do you remember, um, or is the the ticket stub handy? Do you remember where you saw them? It doesn't say on the ticket stub. I do remember the venue, though. It was at the um, the gig in Kitchener. Okay, because I also saw them, but they were in London. <laughs> the the same lineup, the reason and Boys Night. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I think that was like either the night after or the night before where I was going to see yeah. them. That's so funny. Super fun show <laughs> that, awesome. uh, and was, what a killer lineup! Oh, but so yeah, fun. they they were a ton of fun. So just very random that I was like, maybe we like we're at the same show. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Same Amazing. year, anyways. Probably around. Exactly. Yeah. So, Unreal. Yeah. Cool. That's a solid story. I love Thank that. You. Love that. Um, so for my final one, I'm I'm bringing in the big guns, and I think zero people will be surprised by this. <laughs> uh, but nearly uh, to the, almost to to the month, um, to the day, uh, following Alexis on Fire's farewell tour, they released their box set. <laughs> this thing. Oh my is god! Gigantic. That thing is. So and. Big. Wow. So that's what she hey. said. Of of course you've got uh to to uh the the date that it was released all of their their albums um which there were there were a few. Yeah, yeah so sure. <laughs> they released all of those uh which a number of them uh had been previously unreleased which was super exciting. So then we also got there's something else in there too. Yeah. Okay. Just make sure you don't break <laughs> it or something. Um. Uh. The insulation tapes. The Death Letter EP. Wow. The Aussie Tour Seven Inch. Oh my Jeez. god. Just, just a ton of really fun stuff. Hold There's on. so much stuff in there. Yeah. And it just keeps going. It's like a labyrinth of joy. <laughs> um, <laughs> So oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah, we've got 
the the oh what do you that's call that sick. Uh, slip mat yeah yeah and then for the little 45s and then we've got and i did get this one signed uh the bonus tracks from crisis oh, uh thrones and my god is a reasonable man so i got that's alan awesome. signed of course you did um, and yeah. <laughs> hilarious i could not tell you what this one is no idea it's just white Justin, you can take a peek. For the life of me, I cannot remember what it is. I need to put it on and play it. <laughs> that's so so that's a treat. Just a mystery 45. Oh, jeez. Um, so then from the farewell. There's nothing on this thing. I have no idea. Literally nothing. Not a goddamn thing. There's no etching. Oh, wait, there's an etching. I don't know. That's weird. So I need to play it. It's full of yeah. surprises. Uh, and then from the farewell tour, it's an entire printed photo book of. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like tour shots that's cool those behind the scenes are so that's cool. awesome uh the the uh math uh jesus math math tape math oh my god why i'm like does it say i'm like nope i'm uh the the math note demos i don't know i i'm blanking on that real hard man there's a lot of shit um but yeah, ton of stuff that was signed, and uh, so yeah, uh, literally a year after what they deemed their fa- farewell tour, they've actually come back to release music since. <laughs> was that the um, one that we went to, there? Shannon? <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, I think you went with me on like the third night of the Sound Academy. Right. Um, their fa- farewell tour, I went to five total yeah, shows. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, four, yeah, four at the Sound Academy and then the final one uh, at Cops in Hamilton. So, um, math sheet demos, I'm pretty sure is what that's called. Yep. I'm, I'm like having a brain fart. That's but... all right. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then since then, they've, like I said, they've come out to release some more music. But um, this entire thing was the most spectacular Christmas gift of all time because when they first uh released it i think they only released 250 yeah 200 250 wow. Yeah. and um my my very loving boyfriend at the time uh picked that <laughs> up for me as <laughs> as a christmas gift and since then has gone on to uh pick up uh their their new music singles for me um i don't have them all by any means but um I think all of my alexis uh vinyl with the exception of one because i do have uh their dog's blood ep that um was also doubled up in here but i have a special edition dog's blood ep that's like a per- like vibrant yeah. purple oh, yeah. I remember um, that was coming out yeah which is super cool anyway uh it was just it was pretty magnificent to get a hold of this when it was so rare um i think they've gone on to release like second and third editions of it now um, but you got oh, the wow. first Fuck. that's sweet. super cool <laughs> i love that yeah oh and then music. Sorry, I keep doing this, guys. I talk too much. No, I love it. I love I love hearing people's passion about the shit yeah. they care about, genuinely. Yeah. So uh, just because I know Alexis isn't the most like palatable for every audience, um, one thing Neither that they did that was really <laughs> good point. <laughs> That's an excellent point. One thing that they did was the Death Letter EP, which um, was essentially uh, Dallas and Wade went into a studio and um, kind of reworked um, a number of their like huge hit songs um, and it's really interesting because uh, and sorry reworked it in sort of like an acoustic setting um, or instrumental in some cases and um, because it was just Wade and Dallas it very easily could have just sounded like a city in color track right. because right. of Dallas's vocals but they reworked them in a way that it really made 
Wade shine um, in a lot of songs. And this one to me is one of those that uh, the song Midnight Regulations uh, here from Alexis on Fire. I find myself concerned for the common man these days. it's um it's really cool that they they did that and took that route um with with a number of their their classic songs one of them for me uh maybe my all-time favorite happiness by the kilowatt um sounds like an entirely different song but they've done such a beautiful sort of ethereal version of of tracks that were otherwise hardcore songs that's really Mm -hmm. cool i like that i have to look into that yeah so if anybody else there wants to share their you know, prize media, um, hit us up through our website, ptppodcast.com, whether it's a vinyl, Blu-ray, cassette tape, who cares? Um, we want to hear about it because, well, no, because it doesn't matter what type of media is what I mean, because I mean, the stories behind it are really kind of what matters. I think I I've loved hearing every single one of your guys' stories about why you've chosen the thing you chose. So that's awesome. Hells yeah. Reiner, what is the final song of the evening we are gonna do a lincoln park cover of numb this one is the ending to this story on ptp podcast you want me to be feeling so faithless lost under the surface I don't know what you're expecting of me but under the pressure of walking in your shoes and every step that I take is another mistake to you Second I 
The ending to this story, that's their cover of Numb by Linkin Park. And uh, that's going to end our story tonight. That's right. We, uh, yeah, we're, cut, we're cutting like. BuzzFeed. It, it's, it's, getting, it's getting late, getting you know? Late. We, got, we got jobs and yeah. shit. That's true. Um, if you want to make us not have jobs, though, head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash Podcast for as little as one dollar do a month. Um, that's the Australian dollar. That's the Australian dollar. Although, yeah. uh, I mean, if you do like want to support... <laughs> yeah. If you do want to support us in, in, the, in, the, in the amount where we don't need jobs, you will need to donate more than that. But any amount is fine, obviously. Thank you very much to our, to our patrons, uh, Connor Graham. Um, and longtime supporter, friend of the show, and overall gem of a human being, Phil Marquese. That's how he pronounces his name, definitely. 100%. It no is. questions. Marquese. Uh, you guys are legends. Thank you so much for supporting this this ridiculousness. Um, we really appreciate it. It allows us to kind of to keep it going and, and, and make it a little bit easier to, to do that. So so thank you very much. Once again, patreon.com slash PTP podcast. Um, if you want to stay up to date with anything pull the plug related. Ooh. Head on over to that website of ours. P2Bpodcast.com. Links to uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sarah, I, I must say, behind the scenes, we have just kind of given full control over primarily Instagram to Sarah yeah. because she knows what she's doing. I can't be bothered. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. do it. Yep. The fans. Um, and she's the good fans, at it. She they is. Care. <laughs> the fans. The fans. The fans. The fans. <laughs> So the yeah, big care. props to yeah, Sarah for uh, keeping keeping this ship sailing. <laughs> Absolutely. <Thank> you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, <laughs> links to uh, the playlist that we've made today, as well as everything that we talked about, uh, can be found over at the show notes. And if you want to suggest a topic beyond the show, uh, put your music on the show. We would love to hear from you. Again, the contact form over at the website. P2Bpodcast.com. I love how you sing it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you guys so much for listening. Kisses. <laughs> Peace, love, and butt stuff. Kisses. Kiss my curvy butt. Goodbye. <laughs>